The Jet Set Breakfast, 7 to 10 a.m. It's 10 minutes after 8, and uh, we are talking about a thing called Food Pantry. I absolutely love, love this idea. Carl van Blerk. Van Blerk? Van Blerk. Carl, is it okay? Van Blerk? Eric, good morning. <laughs> good morning. How do I say it, Carl? Well, well, it normally depends if I'm speaking to somebody in English or Afrikaans, <laughs> but Fat Black is the correct one, yes. Fat Black. Okay. Welcome to the show. I absolutely love this. Uh, you're the uh, you. managing director and founder of Garden Root Food Pantry. This idea yeah. of, of collaborating with government, private sector, NGOs, and literally absolutely anybody and everybody to yeah. make sure that we do not find ourselves as a food insecure country. It's absolutely fantastic. Where did it come from? Yes, absolutely. You know, I've I've had the privilege of working in, in relief or charity relief for about a fifteen years already. And the one thing that's always struck me is that it it's it's pretty arrogant, I think, for any one organization to think we can solve the problem alone. Mm. Um, and if we work together, and I've always had this belief in networking and collaborating, not only with government, but with the private sector, with individuals, with corporate, we can have such a bigger impact on, on what's going on, and especially when it comes to food relief, food mm. relief being the, the predominant issue at the moment. So it's been a bit of a dream of mine, I would say, for almost 10 years already mm. to start essentially a food bank or what we've referred mm. to as a food pantry. Mm. And um, if anything positive is going to come out of COVID, then hopefully the food pantry is going to be that one thing for us down here. Garden so, so companies themselves uh, in the private sector are also struggling. Are yes. you getting enough support? You know, that's an interesting question because I think one can never say you get enough support. Mm. So, um, we, we, one of the things that we strive to do here is to encourage business to do so. Now, there are many ways for a business to get involved, especially the food industry. Mm. Um, you know, we, we can offer uh, tax relief as far as Section 18A certificates is concerned. So at least that way business can can actually support us, but at the same way it helps them as well when it comes to their, you know, their, their returns and all that as well. So um, we, we're constantly calling on business and some industries that have managed to, I won't say thrive, but managed to survive have mm. been wonderful in trying to give back because they see how other businesses have not. So it's one of those situations where you've got to pick out those that, are, that can. And we're very sensitive to that as well. At the moment, you know, people are really battling. It's in a big goal. Well. I mean, it's, it's a big it's goal, huge. Carl. It's, I mean, I think about the number of people who don't actually ever raise their hands to say we're going hungry. Um, yes. So we know of those who, who go out and seek, uh, you know, grants and so on. But there are so many others who just don't even, you know, go on the queues. Do you have a sense of how many people need you? Yeah, that's, that is a big question. I mean, yeah, sitting in the garden route, I, I would estimate, and I was looking at some t- statistics just recently, but, but we've got over, I would say, over about four to 500,000 families at the moment um, that, that are battling. Um, and that's, and that's a, a huge elephant to eat, if I can put it that mm. way. Um, and, of course, food security is, is probably the most difficult of all sorts of relief one can mm. do because as many people as I can feed today, mm-hmm. tomorrow they're hungry again. Yep. Um, and, and the other problem that we sit with is that more often than not, when one does feeding projects, 
the quality of the food is mm. not always taken into that much consideration mm. because it's a matter of what you can get your hands on. Mm-hmm. So, um, but for me personally, um, I've done a little bit of research and looking into, and I've got a firm belief as well in trying to provide foods that fight against malnutrition, especially mm. with kids as concerned. Mm. Um, so we've got to be a little bit more cognizant of the quality of food. So, so need, as you said, is, is huge, not just for food, but for the right kinds of food as well. Yeah. What, what's, What's the sustainable way to do this, Carl? Because as yeah. you said, you know, uh, you, you'd be collecting a lot of food. Sometimes it's quite tricky between the collection and then the distribution and making sure that you still have good food and you want now food that is nutritious. So all of those, yeah. uh, putting all of those things into account, sometimes nutritious foods needs to be um, stored properly and, and all of those things. Yes. What's your sustainable model? Well, for us, there's a level of education that goes with it. So um, we've, we spent a little bit of time looking at, at the, the logistics of the pantry and how do we actually go about doing the distribution? How do we identify the people? And at the same time, how do we make sure that in a year or two or three years from now, not only are we still around, but we're not still feeding the same people That's necessarily? Yeah, so so what we do is we, we have a system of identifying people and then and taking hands. And although the, we, the, the, for us, the biggest model is not so much the, um, what you would call the hamper, you know, when you, mm-hmm. when you knock on someone's door and you give them a hamper, mm-hmm. because that really is not a sustainable option. Mm-hmm. But to rather identify feeding, feeding centers and models that are, that, that can be sustainable in the community. And then, of course, we, we, we have another arm to the food pantry, which is our community gardens system. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, there's a lot of talk about community gardens, not only in this country, but worldwide. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, seen models that, that are absolutely amazing. I was reading about one just the other day in the States. Um, in fact, it's one that, that um, uh, Elon Musk's brother is involved with in the mm. States and, and doing exceptionally well. So I look at those and I see, well, what makes them so good and, and why is that sustainable? The problem with the food garden, though, is that it is... Um, it's it's one of those things where you've got to be able to motivate somebody and give them an incentive to create a garden because mm. they're starving today. They're hungry today. The kids haven't eaten for three days. Mm-hmm. And now to say, well, let's plant a garden and in a few weeks' time you can maybe have a potato or tomato. So mm-hmm. that, that is, is not an easy message to get across. Mm. So, so we need to be able to take hands with them from today, help them today with the emergency sustenance of some sort, mm-hmm. and then help them with a the garden. And then what we do with a pantry is we create a bartering system. Mm-hmm. So once they get to harvest, they mm-hmm. can take what they need, they can exchange with their local oh, community, and then they can bring back to the, to the pantry, and, oh. and it helps us and exchange for other items like rice, soya, etc. I yeah. love that because you could be sitting, you've been really successful with your spinach, but you can only have so much spinach. Exactly. <laughs> Very much so. You know, and then, and I'd love something else. And my children maybe are sick and tired of the spinach, you know? That's, yeah. Oh, exactly. I absolutely love that. Yeah. So, so is, is, have you started with the gardens yet? We have, yeah. It, it's the third leg of the project. So our, our food pantry is relatively new. We only started sort of around about this December last year, and we've really gone very, very well. Uh, at this stage, we've distributed and, and have approximately 200,000 meals that we've been able to acquire and, and provide. So I think in the short time we've been doing that, it's been going really well. Mm-hmm. The gardening project is now taking root. Uh, excuse the pun, but it <laughs> has. <laughs> and um, so we've got a couple of gardens in the area, and we're starting to network now with um, with the professionals because 
individuals, although I've got a, a huge passion for garden or for food relief or food security, mm-hmm. I'm not a professional when it comes to the, the permaculture gardens. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to take hands with other organizations. Uh, we've got a wonderful organization in Neisner that, that does a lot of work there. We've got um, another another Yerry George. We've got a couple of gardens in, in George already. There's about four or five big gardens in George that have started. So yes, yeah, they, they've already begun and, and we're hoping that every single feeding center that's registered with us with a for aid um will also be able to start a garden so that okay we, i get yeah, that yeah yeah and, and that becomes where we that starts where we take hands and and, and start to make a difference let me ask you a strange question what yeah. has what we've seen um you know with 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 some of the really very badly handled uh, food hand, handouts and so on what have yes. they done to to your work and trust levels when you go oh, knocking yes. on doors that that is absolutely true, and it's it's you know I, it's one of those situations where one has to have um, almost say I have to have hair on my back when it comes to food relief because unfortunately there is such a stigma when it comes to this. Mm. Um, it as you say over the past there has been a lot of corruption when it comes to food relief, um, and one of the things I'm very very happy about and, and that really makes a difference for us is that we've been able to take hands with local government mm-hmm. here and. Um, and the government, the, the municipalities have identified the fact that to a large extent they've got to distance themselves from food relief. They've got to, they've got to take it out of the hands of the politicians and the, and the, and you know, you know, so that we don't have this problem of, um, who received a food pack and who didn't and what political party are they voting for and all of that nonsense. Um, it's about people. So with them taking hands with us as a private organization and allowing us to, to, to look after the distribution and we're also very very open book uh, i think transparency is is absolutely essential we're actually having a, a system written at the moment for us an online cloud-based system where anybody can actually go in and have a look and see well how much food has the food pantry been able to acquire mm-hmm. and where has it been distributed to um, and hopefully that'll give us a little bit more credibility that people will support but but you're absolutely right people are very hesitant to um, to provide food relief, not only because of the corruption, because they also see it as endless pit. So we've got to be able to um, gain trust that what yeah. we're doing is not only essential, but but is working. Is, is well, I, I also think that when, when you involve more people on the ground, it, get, it does get, get you some sort of trust with them as well. Yeah. So those yeah. who, who you're assisting, uh, your food banks that you talk about, the localized ones. Um, to what extent are you accepting help from the ordinary person mm. like myself? Oh, a lovely question. Yes, so I'm I'm a big one for that. I, I really believe that the more people that get involved, the better. I don't like to do things that are behind closed doors and then people sort of hear about it. So uh, we tend to, to talk a lot about what we do, and it's not a bragging. It's more a matter of just helping or incentivizing people, encouraging people to get involved. So um, we've got a great volunteer system where people can volunteer. Um, at the moment, our food pantry is based in George, mm-hmm. uh, but the idea is that in time, as we develop further, we will have a satellite or decentralized facility in each of the regions around the garden route. I think most people probably don't know but the garden route is, con- is made up of seven different municipalities. Mm-hmm. They, most people know about George and Nice and the Mossel Bay but we've got Hesekwa and Pito and various others as well. Mm-hmm. So there'll be an, a facility in each region where we invite people to volunteer and come and help us pack food and, and um, when we've got our kitchen facilities up and running we'll be co- cooking as well. Um, then um, finances. Finances is a big one. Now we can do a lot when it comes to donations but to give you an example, we recently had a wonderful donation of a, of a highly fortified product. And fortified just means it's got added vitamins and minerals included. Okay. And um, we had a wonderful donation of about a half a ton from Cape Town. 
absolutely for free, but we had to arrange to get the food yes, here to George. Yes, yes. So we needed some funding just for the transportation. So we have a, a what we call a Friends of the Pantry, mm-hmm. um, where people can commit to giving us a hundred rand a month, um, and they get a certificate and they get listed on on a, on a wall. We actually give them a brick inside the museum, oh. the museum inside the pantry. Yes. Um, and um, for me, getting that sort of mass support, a little bit from a lot of people, goes mm-hmm. a long way. Um, yeah. I, I fully agree. You know, do me a favor, Carl, and yeah. give me the face of the per- the person you're feeding, because there are always these perceptions about who's actually going hungry. Just one or two stories. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. It's heartbreaking, actually. You know, when you see a, um, I, I have a bit of a passion for children. I must say. I mean, obviously, we feed anybody and everybody that mm. that that needs. But, but I have a passion for children because I really feel they are the victims. Um, you know, they are reliant on everybody else sort of helping them to get a plate of food, not being able to go out and do that themselves. So, so I think people need to see the kids. They need to they need to understand that face of a child. And, you know, we we have, uh, for example, a what we call a biscuit, and, mm. and I almost hate to call it a biscuit because it's so much more, but it's a, a recipe that was developed for us scientifically for this um, quite a large um, heart-shaped biscuit, and mm-hmm. it's fortified with all the goodness. Mm-hmm. And one can almost imagine when you're sitting with a group of kids from an impoverished area that probably haven't eaten for days, mm-hmm. um, they're going to a soup kitchen, they're mm-hmm. expecting to get a slice of bread mm-hmm. and a soup that's probably so thin mm-hmm. you could drink mm-hmm. it through a straw. Mm-hmm. Um, but you give them something a little bit more. You give them the biscuits. And, and I can't, you've actually got to go onto our Facebook page and see pictures. What's in the biscuit? Pictures. What's in the biscuit? Yeah, it's high. It's a, it's a very high protein concentrate. So mm-hmm. it's, the biscuit Lovely. itself is almost like a digestive biscuit. Okay. So yeah. some people have sort of almost equated it to the old um, military-style rat pack type <laughs> biscuit. Um, but it's got a lot of protein in it. We have extra proteins, yeah. and then we've got um, other vitamins and minerals that um, this, mm. the the, you know, uh, the CPUT have developed, and we actually import from overseas wow. um, to put into the biscuit. So it's essentially it's a meal. It's mm. it's everything this child needs for his daily nutritional sure. intake. And when they stand there, and I've got pictures, um, obviously most of these we can't publish as mm, they are, yes, but yeah. um, but you've got this child holding this biscuit, it's a, it's a shape of a heart, Just it's, it's just that symbol of, of love and care, um, and I know these kids haven't had a biscuit mm. or something like this, I don't even know if ever, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's that bad. Um, so what I love about the biscuit as well is they don't see it as this sort of yeah, charity yeah, food, you know, yeah. the, the slice of bread with a bit of yeah, peanut butter on, I which they exactly used to get in. Yeah. It's a little bit of a treat, but it's it's got so much goodness in it. Um, and um, sure. yeah, it's 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 you can't put it in words. You've actually no, got to see it. <laughs> so so if, or if nothing else, all I can do is just come and bake a biscuit. You'll accept yeah. my help. <laughs> I will accept your help with absolute grace. (laughs) Definitely. Carl, bless you. Thank you so much for the work you're doing. Thank you. Uh, Wonderful. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Carl van Blerch is a managing director and founder of Garden Root Food Pantry. What I'm hoping is that this starts in the Garden Root and spreads like wildfire. We cannot get more, you know, um, more than enough of this kind of work. It's absolutely amazing. And, And I think this is going to be a fantastic model where government, private sector, NGOs, every single person, Literally comes together and comes up with a solution. That for me is the way to go. So love it, love it, love it. It's called the Food Pantry. Go to the website and take a look.